welcome back to Santon. It's episode 13, week 26 of 2020, and you're listening to the Santon Times podcast. good to have you tuning in listening streaming this podcast and thank you once again from wherever you're listening you can email us on editor at santantimes.co.za and connect with us on social media using at santantimes or the hashtag santantimes podcast don't forget to visit the blog on santantimes.co.za and subscribe share and leave a review and rating on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor soundcloud and youtube things are back into the full swing i think under level three advanced plus Pro, whatever you want to call it, and uh, slowly but surely, I don't know, it seems like we are going somewhere. Sometimes it feels like it, sometimes it doesn't. Well, wherever you're listening from, uh, I'd like to welcome you to this podcast, uh, especially if you're from Greater Santon, but also if you're from Ireland, Botswana, and Germany. Uh, You were tuning in uh, this past week, and thank you so much for figuring out what's happening in Santon, and uh, I'm happy to tell you that all is well in Santon land. We're going to climb straight into uh, our stories making headlines uh, this week, because we've got a packed show, we've got so much to get through, so let's get right into it. And this update is brought to you by megaflightdeals.com, your one-stop for non-stop cheap flights. And of the 15th of June, 2020, uh, we've been able to fly again locally. And megaflightdeals.com has put together an exclusive deal with Mango Airlines. So you can get 20% off a base fare on flights to Joburg, Cape Town, or Durban one way. And that's uh, from the 15th of June. So when the airports got back into business, till the 31st of March, 2021. So you can book your ticket well into next year if you only want to fly next year. Subject to availability, of course, and terms and conditions apply. But the cheapest days to fly if you're looking to book is um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Saturday. And just to remind you that any travelers that do not carry a relevant and signed travel permit for either business or essential travel will not be allowed to enter the airport and may subsequently forfeit their travel ticket. Now, this 20% off the base fare special ends on the 30th of June, 2020. After that, that's it. So if you want to book your ticket, make sure you do it before the 30th of June, 2020. Yeah, save yourself a few runs. Uh, I know a lot of people are watching their money right now and watching what they spend, especially if you're traveling on business, I think even more so. So make sure that you take advantage of that promotion on megaflightdeals.com. Getting straight into our first story, as I mentioned, we're uh, on level three advanced and with that, uh, quite a few of the hotels are starting to reopen again slowly but surely. And the Radisson Blue Chow Train Hotel in Santon has reopened their doors this week. The Radisson Hotel Group recently announced its Radisson Hotel Safety Protocol. So it's not just a matter of opening the doors. It's also a matter of making sure that if you are going to open, you're going to have to keep things tight and safe and clean. And this new program is an in-depth cleanliness and disinfection uh, procedure that they've put in place. It's in partnership with SGS, the world's leading inspection, verification, testing and certification company. Distance markers on the floor and lifts along with revised seating capacities in restaurants and public areas have already been implemented within the hotel. And uh, there's sanitation stations that have been placed throughout the property and team members are utilizing the personal protective equipment provided as well. And uh, if you check in and check out, procedures have also been revised and uh, relooked to ensure as little contact as possible with plexi screens to maintain protection. And I think as the other hotels start opening up more and more, we're going to see 
fairly, very similar kind of procedures probably being rolled out. Um, I suppose there's a standard that everyone has to stick to and uh, uh, hopefully they do. Uh, another thing that's uh, looking to to get rolling again now under this new uh, lockdown is uh, the casinos and Sun International is preparing to open its casinos. I wasn't quite sure what the rationale was behind opening casinos again as opposed to some other businesses, but uh, that's how it is. So after being closed for almost three months, uh, Sun International is uh, looking to reopen its hotels and casinos, and they are preparing to reopen, reports Business Insider. Uh, no date has been given for which and when uh, these establishments will be allowed to open. Uh, and of course, Sun International has the Maslow Hotel right here in Santon, so we'll be keeping a close eye on that. In preparation, every second seat at casino slot machines and tables has been removed to create space between customers. And then when I was reading through some of these new rules and some of the proposed ideas, I mean, it's quite a list and it's quite fascinating to have to go through. So I'm going to take you through what it takes to reopen a casino slash hotel or both. So what they're looking to do at Sun International is they're looking to screen uh, guests on arrival at a casino hotel and restaurant. And if they're staying at a Sun International hotel for more than one night, temperature checks will be done every day on arrival back at the venue. And anyone with a temperature above 37.3 degrees or presenting any flu-like symptoms will be isolated for a secondary assessment. Then all guests will also need to complete a medical screening questionnaire on arrival at hotels and in advance for casino visitors. Only members of Sun International's loyalty program, the most valid guests, will be allowed on the casino floor. So Sun International will also be implementing an ongoing chip cleaning program to sanitize casino chips, while players will also be given sanitizer to clean their chips. I mean, if you just think about a casino environment, I mean, there are just so many touch points and so many hands touching all kinds of things, like they just mentioned, the chips, if it's the cards, if it's the slots, if it's buttons, if it's chairs. I mean, it must be a minefield having to go through this. Uh, they carry on by saying that physical barriers are being installed at, and the receptionists will uh, wear face shields. Staff will not handle guest luggage. However, should you need help, the porter will first sanitize their hands and the luggage. Uh, magazines, books, newspapers, and flowers have been removed to reduce surfaces, but it will be available on request uh, and will be sanitized as well. Uh, rooms may be left unoccupied for a day or more after a guest checks out to ensure decontamination before the next check-in. Capacity in pools will be limited and the number of lounges at pool areas will be reduced. Uh, the maximum number of people allowed in a lift will be capped at 30%. Bar stools will be reduced and tables and booths will be spaced to ensure appropriate distancing between guests. Menus will be displayed on menu boards or disposable menus will be used where not possible menus will be sanitized after each guest interaction. Two more points. Uh, bar snacks will be provided in single portion servings. I mean, can you just imagine the nightmare around bar snacks? I mean, like, do you remember the last time you went to a bar and they gave you sort of a, a trough of of biltong and nuts and whatever and you think how many people have stuck their uh, whiskey drenched hands into these things and now uh, i mean thank goodness we're getting single portions now so you better finish it all up as well as condiments sugar sauces and restaurants all single uh, single portion servings cutlery will also be provided in a closed paper sleeve including the napkin and food and drinks will be placed on a table instead of handed directly to guests so it looks like there's quite a bit that needs to happen i mean i'm quite fascinated to see how it's all going to work uh, especially in places like uh, sun city and then also some of the casinos nearer and dearer to us so uh, that's on the cards for the casinos at sun international then the four ways farmers market has devised a plan to get its customers what they want 
And I don't know if you remember the Four Ways Farmer's Market, a very popular Sunday outing right across the road from Monte Cassino in Four Ways. So the market, which is situated uh, in Four Ways, uh, will remain closed until larger gatherings are permitted or until a significant amount of vendors are able to operate together at the same time. But according to the Four Ways uh, Farmer's Market Facebook page this past week, the Sunday market will be operating privately with customers expected to purchase a reservation ticket prior to attending. This method of operation has been created to monitor the foot traffic, they say, entering the market area and to ensure that the appropriate social distancing is being observed. Then the post stated as well that please note that the market is not yet open, so if you were hoping that it is, it isn't, but a couple of vendors will be selling food, coffee and beverages. Uh, We hope to add more vendors as the weeks progress and thank you for your patience. Our new private entrance is not open to the public yet and that there is a 30 rand entrance fee for the reserve. So that's the Four Ways uh, Farmer's Market's latest news. Then the Gau Train is offering a free 500 rand card for airport service. So uh, the Gau Train celebrated its 10th year of operation on June of June 8 after the first uh, train travel from the Santon Station to our Tambo International Station and back. And uh, from Monday the 22nd of June, which was uh, this week, to Tuesday the 30th of June 2020, Train passengers can each receive a 500 Rand Train card for journeys to and from Oatamba International Airport from Santon Station. This offer is in addition to the current free luggage wrapping service at Santon Station and free parking for rail users for the first 24 hours. So if you want to get the full details and the terms and conditions and all those good things, you can visit www.myhowtrain.co.za. Then another interesting story that popped up as well was that Soho Sun Hotels has taken over the Mount Grace in the Machalisburg, the Edward in Durban, and the Protea Hotel Hazyview in Mpumalanga. Now, I've had the chance of staying at two of these hotels. I haven't been to the one in Hazyview, but definitely the Mount Grace, which is a, a popular weekend getaway in Machalisburg, and then the Edward in Durban. And uh, I remember one of my stays, uh, I got upgraded to a suite that the Dalai Lama had stayed in. At some point, uh, there was a plaque up in the room and it said that uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama has stayed in this room. And I thought, well, you know, this can't be a bad trip. I think this has uh, got all the blessings it needs. So a very, very old hotel. I think it's well over 100 years old. And uh, right on the beachfront, it's well established. I mean, it's not an ultra modern, uh, ultra modern hotel, but you know what? It's a it's a really lovely stay, and if you have a chance to go visit it, it's now under Soho Sun's management. And the same with the Mount Grace and the Mount G. The Mount Grace has been through a couple of management companies. I can remember at least a handful over the period that I've been uh, staying there and covering uh, the the Mount Grace. So Soho Sun Hotels has noted the announcement by Marriott that was running it that they would looking to close. Uh, three of their hotels, and are removing them from the Marriott system as a result of the impact of COVID-19. So Tokosan Hotels, via its subsidiary Hospitality Property Fund, owns a controlling stake in the three hotels, which Marriott is terminating its relationship with. And the hotel industry globally and in South Africa is undoubtedly experiencing one of the most disruptive and difficult periods in its history. And it will take some time to recover to its previous activity levels. So Tsukhasan expects their full portfolio to be open within 12 to 18 months and will now include these three iconic properties. So quite interesting to see what they're going to do with it. And hopefully we'll get a chance to take a look at that once they reopen. Well, If you haven't heard the news yet, Jim Collins, the best-selling author of Good to Great and globally revered Thought Leader, will present a powerful and exclusive live virtual event on Tuesday, the 30th of June, 2020, from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. South African time. 
Responding to these highly volatile and unpredictable times, Jim will deep dive into his bestseller, Great by Choice, which answers the question, why do some companies thrive in uncertainty, even chaos, and others do not? This is an unmissable, highly interactive event for business leaders and entrepreneurs and is in partnership with Growth Faculty. Tickets are now available and the link will be in the show notes. So make sure you click on that and don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to see Jim Collins live in a virtual event. Well, it's time for us to catch up uh, on a little bit of Miss South Africa news. And come COVID-19 or high water, the 2020 Miss South Africa pageant carries on even with the country in lockdown. And the top 15 were introduced by the reigning Miss South Africa, Sasha Lee Olivier, this week in a virtual public reveal. And the public now has the chance to vote to ensure that their favorite contestant progresses to the finale, which is scheduled to take place in the last quarter of the year. Now, the contestants represent seven provinces in the top 15. There's Gauteng, which has six semifinalists with three from Tswane and one from Soweto. And then followed by the Eastern Cape, KwaZulu-Natal, and the Western Cape with two each, while the Free State, Limpopo, and Northwest each have one entrant. And I have two of those top 15 with strong links to Greater Santon. Joining me right now are Olin Shea de la Cruz. She's 26. She was born and raised in Clement, Cape Town, but now lives in Bryanston, Johannesburg. She's in her final year of completing her Bachelor of Business Administration in Media Operation Management uh, degree. She's also a netball coach at Action Kids SA and the co-founder of Swish EP. And then I'm also joined by Jordan van der Pfeiffer. She's 24. She lives in Durbanville in the Western Cape, but grew up up in Johannesburg, where she went to Bryanston High School and matriculated in 2013. She currently works as an international model signed with Boss Models in South Africa. Good day to both of you. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. Great to have you on and uh, regrettably no visuals when it comes to a podcast. So that's everyone's loss, but we'll make the best of it. So let's kick off with uh, Olin Shea. Uh, Why did you decide to enter Miss South Africa? Well, Alex, for the past five years, I've been working as a youth brand ambassador and I went into nearly 100 schools speaking to thousands of learners about the values of the brand with the aim of inspiring and motivating these learners. During this time, I had started my own company and discovered my own brand values. And then Miss South Africa, the organization with its four pillars, has its brand values of beauty, championship, duty and empowerment. And because I am somebody that enjoys speaking, presenting, I found this a perfect opportunity to use this platform to share the brand values of the organization and my personal brand values, and then share the message of entrepreneurship as entrepreneurship was a platform for me that allowed me to become independent and essentially contribute to who I am today. And I would like to use that to inspire the youth, I think, especially with COVID-19 happening with everybody, um, well, not everybody, but a lot of people people losing jobs during this time, a lot of retrenchments that are happening. I feel that there is no better time than now for people to find and look within themselves to find what their skill is, what are they passionate about, and use that to create a business, business for themselves, to empower themselves, empower the community and essentially help contribute to building South Africa's economy up again. And Jordan, how about you? Well, how do you follow that, Alex? Um, (laughs) Mine is a little different. The reason why I decided to join Miss South Africa is sheer fate and the way that my cards fell this year. So a lot of people have been affected by COVID. I myself have been affected by it, um, having to stay home, having to cancel um, my trips overseas and my job, essentially. 
a little thing that a lot of people don't know about me. Um, it's just personal. Uh, my wedding was cancelled in May. So I thought, well, I'm going to actually take this year by the horns and not let it get away from me. I'm going to do something that, in essence, only a single girl can do and enter the South Africa. The reason behind entering is... Um, that I actually was bullied a lot in school. I had a lot to get over. Um, being an international model now has actually helped me and shaped me into being a strong and confident woman. But I've learned so much how values and worth is important and you need to know how much you are worth. I think there's a huge problem in our society today in South Africa, especially where women don't know their value because of gender-based violence, pay inequality, all of those um, things that women's rights are championing for. And I think that I would be a very good fit to Miss South Africa to fight for women in that way. Jordan, I've got to just clarify this now. So you were saying your wedding got cancelled this year because of COVID-19 or, or? Because of COVID-19. We were having a destination wedding in France. We couldn't travel and we were in lockdown here anyway. Another one of my friends was supposed to get married in South Africa actually on the same day as us. And she had to postpone her wedding. Eventually she had a wedding with just five people. That sounds like quite a dramatic year. <laughs> so, sure. I mean, how do you how do you come back from that? Um, so, wh what do you think you bring to the twenty twenty competition, Jordan? I definitely bring a lot of worldly experience. I didn't go straight into studying, so I have been a full time and traveling model for the past six years. So I definitely bring brand and business experience as I've had to manage myself as a brand and a business over the past six years. I'm also very confident and very opinionated in a good way. So I feel that I can influence um, the youth and the women of South Africa. Olin Shea, what about you? What do I feel like I can bring to the Miss South Africa platform? Absolutely. Well, certainly, I think mine's sort of opposite to Jordan. So I did study after school. I did a high certificate in journalism, which I just opened my eyes a little bit to the work, to the world. Then I'd moved to Johannesburg. Before I'd studied journalism, I was actually a performing artist. Then I moved to Johannesburg wanting to pursue this dream of being on the stage and performing and make, making people feel something through art. And then that didn't work out for me until I then decided to study and with that I had realized that sorry I had to mention when I'd moved from Cape Town to Johannesburg I moved out of my parents home and I had to survive on my own and essentially when I started studying I had to pay for my own studies and that was quite difficult because I was unable to find permanent employment so after my first year of my studies I tried to enter my second year, but I just unfortunately couldn't because of payment. So I actually went overseas and I worked and I had saved and I came back to South Africa to pay for the rest of my studies. But I th And then after that, I had started my own business, which had led to me being sustainable to continue um, to buy my first car and to live on my own and finish my studies as I am now in my fourth year. But I think with me, what I'm able to contribute is just persistence like to never give up to take risks to believe in like what you bring to the table um taking the time to look into who you are yeah bringing that 
to the table by believing in yourself. Because I think without that, I don't think I would have started my own business. I don't think I would have left South Africa to go work in another country and come back and continue to, to get my degree. So just, yeah, self-belief and worth and then using your voice to create change. And Jordan, any uh, previous Miss South Africa's that uh, sort of fired you up to get into this competition? Yeah, there's actually two. One's a little closer to home. My fiance's mother was 1980. And uh, she has actually just been a shining light in my life. Um, she's always believed in me and she's always pushed me to be my best since she met me six years ago. But a little before that, way before that, to grade three or four, um, Joanne Strauss actually came to my school. It was either Durbanville Prep or Durbanville Primary. That's why I can't remember exactly the year. But I remember meeting her. It's a very shining memory um, that I think upon. And she brought such grace and elegance into the room. She captivated us all. And being, I don't know, like eight years old, I was just in awe of her. And I thought, I want to be like that one day. I want to walk into the room and captivate people and bring a purpose and be that powerful woman. So this future mother-in-law, is this uh, Sandra McChrystal? It is, yes. Okay, how's that? So some insider information, although it is quite some time ago, but I suppose… Uh, <laughs> it's uh, very different. Times have changed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, Olin Shea? Mm, so the first time I actually entered Miss South Africa in 2016, which was Demi and Zozi's year, we actually had a Miss South Africa workshop in Sun City and we had the honor of meeting, oh my word, can you believe the name just left my mind? <laughs> Come on. Amy Kleinans. There we go. Thank you so much because I'd mentioned this in my other interview. I can't believe that just left my mind. Um, yeah, so exactly what Jordan had said. I think there's just the caliber of the Miss South Africa women. They are confident. They are captivating. They step into the room. They are glowing with experience and oh, just a worldly essence about them that when they talk, you your eyes just don't drift off from them. Amy had just spoken about how that we should never give up on our dreams. And I will just never forget that moment being in her presence, that it was honestly quite an experience. There's just something about previous Miss South Africa's that is just inspiring. So you, you'd you entered you'd entered in 2016 already? Yes, I did. Okay, well, good for you for coming back. I mean, some of the some of the overall Miss South Africa winners are actually did it the second time round. So that's that's pretty big of you mm-hmm. to come back and, and do it again. So that's uh, also a very good sign. Onoche, what would you do uh, if you if you won? What would it mean to you? What would it mean to me? It would mean quite a lot to me. Uh, well, like I like I said, a big thing that helped contribute to the person that I am today is entrepreneurship. So how I'd like to use the Miss South Africa organization platform of leadership is through driving this idea of entrepreneurship. In my final year of my studies, I am doing research on why graduates sorry, are not using their degrees to start a business because I find it so interesting how graduates or students are studying and then to enter the workplace or to enter a job seeker market where there aren't jobs available. So I'm just wanting to sort of like turn this around and show these, these the, like the youth of South Africa that the opportunity really lies with them. Like they have the skill and purpose within them to create the opportunity for everybody else. So it would mean a lot to contribute to that mind shift. 
And uh, Jordan, I mean, apart from not having a wedding in the next two years, if you had to win this, uh, what would it mean to you? To me, it's, yeah, very personal. Um, I have always wanted to inspire young women because I went through a stage of just not believing in myself at all. And I felt like, you know, if I had good role models in my life, maybe I wouldn't have had all those feelings and gone through all those experiences. And I think that there's a very bad emotional problem with the way that families are so broken in South Africa. Women are just torn down, young women especially. Sometimes they left to to be the mom in their own home and, and raise their siblings and things. And then there are so many babies being abandoned. And, and this all stems, I feel, from a broken society and women who just don't believe in themselves, who don't believe they're good enough, so they just settle. To me, winning Miss South Africa would actually just open the platform to get in and influence those people. Like I have already been doing in my own personal capacity, but the Miss South Africa platform is just so much bigger than one person. There's only so much I can do on my own and standing on the shoulders of the Miss South Africa platform, I can do so much more and reach so many more women and hopefully raise up a generation of strong young women who will change the future. Well, it's been great chatting to both of you. And uh, if you're listening and you want to uh, just read up a little bit more and maybe uh, see some of the the pictures of uh, Olin Shea and Jordan, visit santantimes.co.za to get the full rundown of uh, Santan's Miss Essays 2020. Jordan and uh, Olin Shea, thank you so much uh, for coming on today and uh, representing Santan with a a tinge of Cape Town. And we wish you all the best for uh, the competition. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex, for having us. Honestly, it's been great to get to know you as well. And Jordan, great to hear from you. Lovely to speak to you, Erlen. Well, let's go into a little bit of travel for a change, something that we haven't done in such a long time. And it's been a private playground for royals and celebrities alike. And now the Maldives' number one voted resort, Naladu Private Island Maldives, can also be your own private sanctuary. I was intrigued. So to tell us a bit more about this is Giles Selves. He's the Cluster General Manager for Anantaro Digu Maldives Resort, Anantara Veli Maldives, Naladu Private Island Maldives, which we're speaking about today, and Anantara Kihava Maldives. Giles, I believe guests can buy out this entire island paradise for themselves. Do tell. Yeah, absolutely. Naladu Private Island, 20 luxurious private all-pool villas, located less than 30 minutes speedboat ride from Miley International Airport. All of the villas come with their own butler, their own beach cabanas, and the ultimate in luxury personalization of service and experience. It sounds unbelievable. I've been looking at the uh, the pictures, and it looks like absolute paradise. Uh, is that where you've been spending your lockdown? I'm actually spending my lockdown uh, on Anantara Valley, which is very close to to Naladu private island but I yeah I go to I'm going to Naladu uh, most days because there's a it's a short boat ride between between the two islands but yes lockdown for me has been uh, stranded in paradise unbelievable Giles unbelievable well let's take it step by step so you mentioned we have to fly to the main island uh, which will probably connect with, uh, I've actually been looking at a couple of flights. I think a lot of people do travel through uh, the Middle East and then connect to the, the Maldives. And then once we get to the main airport on the main island, how do we get to, uh, to uh, Naladu Private Island? So our team will meet you at the airport. Um, and then it's a 
30 minute luxury yacht transfer from the airport directly to the resort itself. So very close. Gee, gorgeous. You stay for a minimum of three nights. It's an exclusive island. It takes up to 50 guests and you've got 20 luxury villas on the island. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's um, ideal for families. So if you either you've got 20 single friends or you've got uh, 20 families that could stay on this island. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, right now we're actually seeing a number of inquiries from families that are looking to escape the challenges of lockdown wherever they are and inquiring about how they can how they can buy out the, buy out the island for you know some people have looked at three or four nights we've had a number of people that are inquiring for two weeks and we've had one inquiry that's actually looking for 45 nights um 45 so nights. a real yeah so a real mix in in length of stay but all family related um the smallest party size was about 10 or 12 people and the largest was up at just over 40. Um, and because of the size of the island and the way that it the way that it's put together, you know, it really allows us to customize and personalize the experience as much as the guest would like. Um, so those sort of numbers are very manageable for us to be able to do that. Well, maybe just to paint a picture in the listener's uh, mind right now, because we've got uh, the beautiful medium of imagination. It's a boutique island. It's in the turquoise waters of the Maldives. It's all you can imagine. It's white beaches. It's those classic thatch roof buildings with jetties going out into the ocean. It's uh, that crystal blue water where you can kind of see the bottom, and especially if you're into snorkeling, it's the ideal kind of water to be snorkeling in. It's got the palm tree. And uh, if I look at some of the other pictures here, I see the villas all have their own private pool. Uh, you mentioned they've got a butler service and uh, you also have a spa on, on the island. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So we have all of those facilities. And in terms of experiences, you know, that's really what the Maldives is all about is once in a lifetime experiences. So we, we work with our guests to build those out so that they get to maximize the opportunity of their time here. But even simply walking off the beach, I mean, the other day I was, uh, I was swimming off the beach there and there were reef sharks and, uh, mant- and stingrays and all sorts of massive different varieties of fish, which is, you know, which is an amazing experience. And it's literally right outside the front door of, of your villa. So that's something that's very exciting and, and lots of people enjoy that. But as we build out more experiences, we can take you by, by private yacht to go snorkeling with the whale sharks which really is an incredible, incredible experience. Um, it's about a two-hour boat ride away. And on the way, you're definitely going to see dolphins and turtles and, and really have a fantastic environmental marine biology experience because our marine biologist will go with you and be able to explain everything and, and talk to you about how all of that, the, that ecosystem works. So that's something that we find very, very popular with a lot of people. The spa has a massive variety of treatments, both um, you know, Ayurvedic and traditional spa treatments using hot stone or Thai massage and, and those types of things. But also we're noticing more and more that medical spa is becoming something that's very popular. So we have a number of treatments that they're able to do in terms of derma needling. And right now, immune boosting vitamin drips is something that we're seeing a lot of conversation around. We already had it implemented before the COVID pandemic took place. But as we're talking to people now about when the resorts reopen and people start to come back, that's something that a lot of people are finding very, very interesting because we think that, you know, nutrition and 
well-being is going to be a key part of our guests' experience as they move forward. Well, Giles, let's talk about the well-being part. I see you've got a resort doctor that's available 24 hours on the island, and you've also got a peace of mind hygiene program. Just take us through that as well. So the Anantara Peace of Mind program is all about making sure that our guests are comfortable with the changes that we're making given some of the challenges that exist in the world today with the COVID pandemic. And that covers a variety of different items within the Anantara, uh, the Anantara brand and the Nalidu brand, but, but also allows us to be flexible with that based on the guidelines that are adopted by the country. So we're, we're, making, we're going to be making sure that we're doing regular temperature checks of our guests, certainly on arrival temperature checks will be taken and then the option will be for guests to be able to do them throughout their stay remotely by doing it on, uh, on, through iPad technology. Um, obviously, we're significantly in clean, uh, increasing our cleaning regimes, both in terms of housekeeping and food and beverage and also in our public spaces. But we're also conscious from a social distancing perspective that we need to allow guests to, to stay apart if they would like to. So we're spacing the tables out further in our restaurants, making sure that we maintain a two meter gap to allow that to happen. But the island is really set up uniquely from a, from a social distancing perspective because all of our spaces are outdoor. And if you look at a lot of the communication that's been around the COVID pandemic, you know, outdoor spaces that are less densely populated are actually considered to be relatively safe compared to enclosed areas with air conditioning. So the fact that all of our spaces are outdoor and don't have air conditioning, we also believe is a positive in terms of people being able to experience everything in a much safer environment. We, when we reopen, we will have an app available for our guests that will allow them to be able to check in, check out, and pay on the app if they'd like to so that they can minimize the guest contact if they want. And in addition, we'll, you'll be able to have menus for the restaurants and spa and prices and book everything through the app whilst you're in the resort if you would like to have minimal people contact. However, in a luxury resort, often a lot of our guests want and value the interaction with the team members and the personalization of the experience that they can provide. So we've set ourselves up to be able to do both. So if a guest would want to make sure that our team members would wear masks and gloves every time they went into the room to service the room, then obviously that's something that we can do. So because of the size of the island, we're really going to personalize it as much as possible to each individual's guests needs and wants so that they can be as, as cautious or as liberal as they would like to be. I mean, anyone who's had the opportunity to enjoy a, a butler service as part of an island getaway, it's uh, it's an absolutely fabulous thing to have. And like you say, it is something that is very personal, but once again, it's customizable. So you can have as much or as little of it as you want. Some people prefer to have people unpacking their luggage when they arrive, and some people say, look, I'd rather unpack my own uh, luggage. Let's quickly talk about the food side of it, because I think food is such an integral part of travel and going to foreign places and going to places uh, to on the one hand experience new flavors and on the other hand also just enjoy some of those things that you just enjoy on a daily basis i see breakfast is included as part of your island buyout what does the rest of the uh, the menu look like for the rest of the days so breakfast is available 24 hours a day so we we set ourselves up that if you wake up at 10 30 11 o'clock in the morning and you want to have your breakfast at 11 30 12 o'clock then we're more than happy to do that both in the living room, which is the restaurant on the island or within the confines of your villa. In terms of the menu in the living room, 
we do have a small international menu that also includes a number of Maldivian favorites, such as tuna curry, which is absolutely worth trying. But we work with our guests to customize the menu based on what they are looking for. So we don't really have a menu in that regard. We can, before the guest arrives, we often talk to the guest about what their, what their preferences are, their likes and dislikes, so we can make sure that we have those products available for them when they arrive. But if we're not able to do that before arrival, then on arrival, we will sit with the guest and we will talk to them about what they'd be looking to eat over the next few days, whether that be seafood or meat, whether it be Italian or Indian, Japanese, Arabic, Thai, all of those options are available. So we can really build out full customization of menus so that you actually never have to eat the same things twice, even if you're staying with us for seven plus Four, seven to 14 nights. It sounds incredible. Uh, I'm going to quickly run through the, the details of the package. So it's it's 35,000 US dollars per night. And I've just worked that out. So that's for the whole island. And yeah. that works out to just over 600,000 rand per night for the entire island for all 20 villas. And if you break that down even further, that works out to about uh, 30,416 rand a night per villa. So once you start breaking it down, it, it sounds like a really great uh, getaway. And uh, like you said, either it's a it's a family retreat or it's a, a group of people getting together to say, you know what, we're going to go into a little bit of isolation altogether. And uh, I'm sure it must be, a, like you say, a once in a lifetime uh, experience. Yeah. I mean, the Maldives as a destination itself is, is definitely a, a bucket list destination. And I think Naladu sits right at the top of that in terms of aspirations for people to be able to come and experience the scenery, the environment, the food, the service. And when you add all of that together, Naladu really does become a very, very unique and special place. When's the best time to come to the Maldives and weather-wise and, and temperature-wise? I mean, temperature is relatively constant year-round. It sits at 30 to 35 degrees Celsius throughout the majority of the year. High season um, is sort of early December through until end of April, early May. And then we have rainy season in the time in between that. So the best time to come would probably be you know, December, January, February from a weather perspective. Giles, if people want to find out more, if they would like to make some inquiries, where do they need to go to? Um, in terms of the inquiries, the best thing to do is to go onto the hotel website, which is uh, naladu.com. And they can click through and uh, send us an inquiry through the website and we'll get back to them within 24 hours. So there you have it. If you want to get away from uh, the world and uh, break away into an island uh, luxury experience, uh, you can visit Naladu Private Island Maldives. Uh, thank you so much, Giles Selves, who's the Cluster General Manager for uh, Naladu Private Island in the Maldives and uh, a group of islands under the Anantara uh, brand. Uh, and thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your lockdown in paradise. Thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it. And um Hope to see you here soon. Absolutely, Giles. I know we touched on this uh, last uh, episode of the Santon Times podcast, but don't forget that the airports are open again and we've got a great opportunity for all you marketing and brand managers out there. If you're looking to get your brand in front of this highly influential audience, which is mostly made up of business travelers right now and they're flying domestically, well, you can get your brand on the buses at the airport. So that's literally wrapping the entire bus, the roof, the sides, the front, the back with your brand, and you can even brand 
the handles inside uh, inside the buses, uh, which is fondly uh, called brand in your hand. But if you would like to take advantage of this great opportunity and get your brand on there for the foreseeable future, please drop us an email, editor at santantimes.co.za. We'll get you a fantastic deal, put it all together for you and make sure that your brand is up within 14 days. I mean, it's not going to take long. And let me tell you, it is so cost effective, you'd actually be surprised. So if you want to find out a little bit more, email editor at santantimes.co.za and we'll get you on the bus at the airports sooner rather than later. Right, we're coming to our home entertainment section and uh, our unboxing last week of the Huawei 5G router was a real, uh, really popular one. So we brought out another unboxing and this week's unboxing is the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 Gimbal. It's on our YouTube channel and we'll put the link in the show notes. So if you've always uh, been wanting to get a gimbal, you know, the one that you connect your phone and you can uh, swivel it either vertically or horizontally and it gives you those really stable shots. So if you're looking to do some videos at home or you're looking to just do some videos, some content creation, uh, for your company or for yourself, have a look at this uh, really, really dynamic gimbal. Uh, we take you through the unboxing so you can see what it comes with and what's in there. And there's obviously way more accessories that you can get after that. But have a look in the show notes and we'll put the YouTube link in there. So that's been it for the Santon Times podcast this week. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, email editor at santontimes.ca.za. Make sure you follow the social media accounts for all the latest and greatest. Uh, you can go onto the blog santontimes.ca.za and you can subscribe, share, and leave a review or rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, SoundCloud, whatever it is that you prefer. Also, don't forget you can support the Santon Times podcast directly by visiting soundcloud.com forward slash santontimes. Click on the big blue button, you can help us keep doing what we're doing during these ever-challenging times. No contribution is too big or too small. I'd like to thank my guests today. Uh, As we go into another week of lockdown, it's been just over three months. I encourage you to stay warm and stay safe.